everybody to a new episode of our podcast. Soul of, of the, the Goal. goal. I'm Kalulu Esther, I'm a speech and language pathologist, and my friend here, Elisa Patterson, behavior analyst. We are so happy to be back. We have been discussing a lot of stuff. We are like time. we are willing to share a lot of our thoughts. And we've been talking a lot about our practices in our everyday and how we both of us we have take the path of evidence-based practices yep. in both fields, behavior, speech. There's things that we can do and there are things that have research on it. Mm-hmm. So on that line, today we wanted to talk about ABA. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, we're fans. <laughs> and, and we know that that's not uh, what people would say first when you said ABA. <laughs> and that's why we wanted to talk about it because there's a lot of things that are said about ABA, like beliefs and feelings and thoughts about it from the professionals, from the parents, and even from the people in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to touch a little bit on it just to clear what it is and why those thoughts are valid and truth too, but why we would celebrate ABA. Absolutely. So first of all, what is ABA? It's Applied behavior analysis. Yes. Disclaimer: I know all of this in Spanish, so I'm making I'm making a lot of effort on saying it. Everything in English and being um, scientifically appropriate. How do you say it in Spanish? Um, Análisis aplicado a la conducta. That sounds very pretty. It's like AAC, like but we call it ABA. Oh, okay. But yeah. So well, that's me in Spanish. So there's the science behind ABA and. Maybe it's a science itself. Yes. So it's examining examining the behavior uh, in its environmental context. So when a beha- we are looking at this behavior, a teacher would call and said, I have a kid with behaviors. And the behavior would be biting. There we go. I like I'm gonna that. I'm going to go like, with that, like <laughs> all the way. Biting. Uh, what ABA does, it's, it analyzes this behavior, but it looks at the antecedent. So what was happening before, like what might have caused the behavior and the consequence, like what was the reaction after you did, like what, what happened after someone reacted to the behavior or after the behavior. Mm-hmm. So that's basically it. Like the basic, basic, basic apples ABC of ABA. Um, and we know that what people think about is like, oh yeah, behaviorists, they punish. Mm-hmm. But we know that that's not like it, like that. No. In fact, it almost feels like other people want to punish the behavior yeah. versus looking at it from the flip side. And where the, the science part comes in is, you know, after looking at all of, the, you know, the context of, you know, what happened before, what happened after, Um, kind of creating a hypothesis. Well, I think this behavior happens because they're trying to get your attention or they're trying to avoid escape, whatever, demand, social interaction, whatever it might be. Uh, Coming up with that hypothesis and then the interventions that go along with that. So it's kind of that trial and error. Like, I think we should try this. Um, And so a lot of what that trialing is really focusing on that reinforcement. What are we going to either add or remove that increases the likeliness that that behavior Mm -hmm. happens again? Now, not the biting behavior, 
but the reverse of that, what is the function? Oh, the student's trying to escape work demands. Okay, well, I want to teach him. Yeah. Break. I want to teach him how to request a break versus biting. So I'm looking at increasing him using appropriate communication versus his behavior. Yeah. And you said something that is sounds not super specific, but it's super specific to ABA, which is the function. And how do you know the function? By looking at the antecedent. So that's, mm -hmm. and that's something that a lot of people like would use, like people that it's not in our worlds or like, you know, the, what I refer when I said our worlds, but yeah. people will say like, this kid is like, whatever kid, not a autistic or not severe, like random kid in the grocery store. It's been like crying in the, in one of the aisles. And mom was like, it's because he wants a toy. And he that does not get a no for an answer. Maybe it's not that. Right? But she is saying which, what the function is. How does she know? Because yeah. she looked at the antecedent. She knows what happened before. Mm -hmm. And that's how she can know that this is to gain something. Yep. To get a reaction, to get a toy. But not because she just thought of it. Yeah. She looked at the behavior and she knows what happened before that like started this crying in the yeah. aisle, whatever. That's a perfect example. It's a very classic example it too is. of the toddler <laughs> tantruming for that. Um, and a part of, I always get this whenever we talk about consequences, the consequences part, because consequences Sounds in like general lay terms, like that's what a lot of what I'm experiencing right now anyways That's what a lot of people want the student to experience because they engaged in a problem behavior. They well, they need, a, they need a consequence. Well, yeah, they are. They're going to get a token for using their break card appropriately. Yeah. Like, that's their consequence. But for us in, in the ABA world, it really just means, like, what was the follow-up? What happened immediately after that behavior? Because that's what's going to maintain the behavior. Yeah, that's the reason they think that biting or crying on the grocery store... Mm -hmm it's gonna give them whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Like, that kid is crying for a toy every time mom takes him to the store yeah. because mom probably is giving in. And that's the consequence. Yeah. Not the consequence of, like, so she's like, she could be like, but I yell at him. Yeah, but you got the toy, so that works. You can cry. The toy's gonna come. Yeah. And it sounds in that when the case is like a kid crying or you not paying your bills or mm -hmm. it sounds pretty obvious but it's on those like small behaviors like the classic like oh the student's not on task yeah what is the consequence and you don't even know like what is like if you don't analyze the behavior you would mm -hmm. never know what would be an appropriate consequence to the like have the on task yeah most of the time yeah sense. yeah <laughs> well and and that goes to um you know an assessment that i did and and i i felt like i wrote it out and explained it very beautifully regarding that you know on task off task mm -hmm. behavior that you know the student engages in that being off task because he he wants to escape or delay the the activity that is being presented to him and he's provided with intermittent reinforcement okay. so sometimes he's redirected to engage in the task and sometimes the student isn't 
So sometimes he's being reinforced for being able to sit and do nothing. And sometimes Sometimes. not. Yeah. So even that is still the intermittent reinforcement. Like that is a very powerful tool that. Yeah. My goodness. Well, yeah, we could do another episode on that. Just but do then, another intermittent reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the consequences on that. Yeah, it's just the consequences. <laughs> that's all. That, this is a whole graduate level course for No, you guys yeah, there. but what we're saying, like, what we wanted to touch on this um, initial part is that there's a lot of, mostly mm-hmm. I would say, popular bad things said about ABA. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that we do and use on a daily basis, says reinforcements, punishments. Mm-hmm. Token boards, visual schedules, um, response coast, or all all, all of those the, interventions, all the things, all the things, and again. that all comes from ABA. Yep. So what we want to, I guess, our stand here is, yeah, there's bad things, and there are things that we want to clarify, and there's things that are not properly implemented, maybe. Mm-hmm. But ABA. Is the science behind a lot of things that we do Absolutely. in special education. And we stand <laughs> for it. Right? Yes. And not just in special ed, just the world no, in general. Yeah. People don't realize how controlled our behavior is by what's going on I'm in the I'm telling you, you get your uh, bills, whatever, your PG&E, whatever mm-hmm. thing, and you forget about it, they're going to give you, like, they're going to put, uh, like, the notice yeah more money on it and then you're gonna yeah. have to pay the bill and something else uh-huh. where do you think that came from they yeah. are they are reinfor- negatively re- negatively reinforcing your behavior of not paying, paying the yeah. paying the bill and probably next month you're gonna pay the bill because you don't want to pay the extra again yep and you know how they figure that out <laughs> ABA there you go <laughs> yeah well let's go deeply into it okay yes all right so now that we gave that introduction that overview of aba um as kalu is kind of talking about there's a lot of discussion you know out there from you know consumers parents um, you know, previously receiving clients on the spectrum regarding ABA and that it hasn't been highlighted as very positively. So that was one of the reasons why we wanted to come on here. But we also wanted to debunk some myths about yes. ABA. We heard a lot of stuff around. And it, it drives me crazy. I'm <laughs> a, like some of these that we're going to bring up, like, no, it's that's like, not. No. Yeah, it all started with me like, you don't want to just run on social media. <laughs> Let's talk about ABA. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's there's lots of good behind it. And, yeah. and I think, well, we can save that for case discussion and gossip <laughs> because. Yeah, I we're going to gossip about it anyways. You yeah. guys know that. All right. So our first myth. Bum, bum. It creates robots out of the kids in the spectrum. It's like conversion therapy for autism. Is mm. it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> no. Um, and and again, I don't want to discount those that have experienced it. You know, they are they experienced it in a way that might have been negative. Totally. But the overall arching 
impact of ABA, that's not the intention behind it. Um, yeah, and you're right. I think that's super important. The first point you make, it's we're not saying that when someone in the spectrum says they hated me, they tried to make me look normal or whatever. I'm not saying that it's not truth or that's not their experience. We're just talking about the base, like what ABA is. Mm-hmm. That way, people have a frame of reference to even know what ABA is. Yes. Because you hear somebody, you know, talking about their experience and, you know, we are such a culture of, oh my gosh, well, that must be terrible. No, it's not. But just like... The way it was implemented or... Exactly. Like the person that gave like the, gave it to you or there's many like the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot behind Right? You might go to a crappy doctor, and that doesn't mean that all doctors are terrible. Yes, it's totally. That one was a crappy one. That wasn't your fit for you. Even therapy, you know, like going and doing yeah, talk therapy. Yeah, it goes for everything, yeah. So, uh, yes, that that is a myth, or at least that is... Um, it's a myth behind ABA. Yes. It's not a myth behind ABA's experiences. Yes, and like we talked about last week, uh, getting that first person perspective, that that will help to alleviate some of that yes. for that person. Um, Dr. Lovas, who was the one that you know, had all of this research, you know, UCLA, 40-hour autism intensive programming for littles. So that's where that kind of all started from. Um but that's also kind of the basis of where some of this negative uh, perspective about ABA, because within his research or even, you know, the afterwards that he talked about, you know, yes, we have this great, wonderful science, this great, wonderful tool. Um, it's going to help your, you know, learner on the spectrum uh, become unrecognizable, that they will be able to look like any other normal, yeah. typically developing She's child. With quote, yeah, yeah, my air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, around other peers. And that's the part that rubs people wrong. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't going in it like ill intention, like, yeah, we're going to make them all normal. And so now we're able to kind of reflect back on that and say, yeah, you know, that probably wasn't the best choice of words. Yes. Because we want to promote the individual. Totally. And when it says, when people says, oh, it's like conversion therapy. Like, first of all, conversion therapy, like, that's wrong in all, like, <laughs> in all ways. And for yeah. every person and every community or in the spectrum and everything. And then... With ABA, what you're trying to do is you're trying to decrease those behaviors that are not allowing our students to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they are so like, in, like my students don't want to lose their day like biting people. That's not what makes them happy or make them who they are. At the end of the day, I don't say like, oh, I don't know who he bites. No, I say like, he came, did this, did that, and maybe he bite me that day. Yeah. Like I was telling like you a story about a student yesterday with an issue we had and I never mentioned the bruises I have because that's not who I think he is and I, it's not who I think uh, he should stop being but I am working towards decreasing those yeah. kind of stuff and that's what um, 
ABA does or looks to do like with their science. Yeah. And the science I sent because I know that if he's not fighting me, he's learning. Yeah. And yes. I never would say first about a student like, no, this student's not ready because he's still fighting. Mm-hmm. So we need to make him more, quote, normal. They are who they are and I love them. Absolutely. And I know that that's what the science is behind. Like, there's a lot of people too saying a lot of stuff without reading like the amount of things that we have read maybe or the people like, people that works with ABA. Yeah. So, yeah. Poor cho- choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. I think that's with that myth. Yep. Next one is... Next one. The script trial teaching is ABA. Woohoo! Got yeah. it. Um, DTT. DTT. Is <laughs> ABA. So, a lot of people, when you say, the, like, oh, yeah, they're doing ABA, people imagine, oh, the student is seated, one-to-one, working with three pictures in front and tacting. Yes. This, no, yes, and start again. Yep. Show me, show me, point, touch, what's this, what's this? Is it or not? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You did that really well. <laughs> well, I've done it for years. <laughs> um, but um, it's not. I mean, it is a part of it. Yeah. It explains, like, the whole science of ABA explains how that's a, a way to learn Mm-hmm. Some skills and some stuff, but that's not what ABA is. Yeah. It's just a part of it. It's just, and we, it's not only ABA who, like, your, your kids or we are not only using discrete trial teaching when you're in an ABA therapy center mm-hmm. or whatever. We use it all the time. Yeah. Like, not even like, yeah, maybe not that, like, fluid, but yeah. we're using it all the time. Like... I ask you something, you give me an answer, uh, I give you the, I give you something, but in, in like, you give me a smile. Yeah. <laughs> and that Do you want something to eat? You say yes. I give you chocolate. You're happy. You learn that if you respond verbally, you get the chocolate you wanted. That's DTT. That, and that's DTT. So it's not, I mean, it's ABA, but that's not all that ABA, ABA is. Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. Yes. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, next myth. Next. ABA is just for autism. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh. <laughs> it is not just for autism. Fortunately for our science and our field, that because of Dr. Lovas's research, um, that that we were able to have this big explosion of, like, now there's all these behavior analysts and all these in-home programmings. But what I like seeing now is that there is more of a shift that it's not just autism. Like there's a whole other field of uh, organizational behavior management. So there's BCBAs that go and work for big companies that help them with their recruiting and maintaining staff and, you know, increasing productivity. That's on the whole business side. One of one, one that I, I'm excited about, and you know, if I ever choose to move away from working in education, health, <laughs> health and fitness field that blowed my mind. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know why because it makes so much sense, but I was like, what? It does. Like, I use ABA strategies for myself uh, yeah. to make it more likely that I'm gonna go to the gym. I set my clothes out, I set a timer. 
it, like I have it all. I would actually go to bed in my workout clothes, but I'm sure that would be frowned upon. <laughs> but hey, hint, you hint. You could be that one or you could be me that tried, but then don't comply. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we use it, it, it. It's just used in so many other areas. And I, I'm hoping that soon that a lot of people will start to recognize it, not just for autism, but for that health and fitness I was sharing just a little bit ago that um, there was a, a gentleman that I had listened to on a podcast who he works with uh, NFL athletes and That's helping so cool. them to develop skill sets. I'm going to, he he's probably won't listen to this, but he will get plugged on here. Brett Yaris. Um, what is his handle? Oh gosh. At, I don't know. That's Brett, Brett Yaris. Yaris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that, again, he works with uh, NFL athletes and helping develop skill sets. But then he also has a component where he does work with those with developmental disabilities and helping them to gain skills. Again, focused on that health, fitness, movement, um, using all of those strategies, but for a very different kind of field and context. And I love that he's in the NFL because then, you know, maybe that might be <laughs> my next career. I might go work for... Dallas Cowboys oh. or Sacramento Kings. Woo. <laughs> so again, it can be expanded. We use it in our everyday yeah, totally. life. Totally. I That's one I, that I like a lot. And then we already touched on that one. The last, our, yeah. our last myth. It's ABA is mechanic instead of organic. And as we said, when we were talking about conversion, uh, it's not mechanic. It's we do want to get to who that person is, yeah, and help them, like be comfortable. It's not comfortable being engaged in behaviors no. for them. They, it's not that they like it. No, it's, not at it all. It doesn't feel normal for them either. Yeah, it's just that they cannot control some stuff. And I think a part, talking about autism, not everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> and I think a part of that too is, um maybe even newer practitioners in the field that you know they are very kind of programmatic and because they're still learning yeah. all of this but as you've been in the field for longer you're able to kind of move more naturalistically and again totally. take that first person perspective of what's going to be meaningful and impactful for this person yes, right totally. now um and and helping them to achieve that versus, okay, well, I, this is how I need to lay out my program, you know, my company, my agency, tell me I need to have this many goals. Yeah. Like, eventually, you learn to... You learn to, like, you know what, yeah, we could be tacting forever, but this kids needs to wash their hands after going to the restaurant. Uh-huh. So I'll do that. Let's see how meaningful his life is when he's able to use the restroom by himself yeah. or feed himself. I... Hope my previous company don't hear this, but I once uh, decided I, that I was going to use at least 15 minutes each day of my ABA therapy I was doing at home um, to practice blowing the candles for the kid's birthday. Oh, I love that. And because I thought that that was going to be important. Yes. And he did. And he had his first like happy birthday song. He was from a crazy family that they did not before but now i was like there i was like and it's his birthday and he knows how to blow a candle 
You want to see? <laughs> so yeah, that's what I uh, we meant by that. Uh, I love that. Yeah, and this is more of your area right now at this point in our lives. Uh, how do you use ABA to develop like a plan and intervention? Um, well, I kind of started talking about it in the introduction. If you yeah. couldn't tell, like I can go on and on and on about all of this information. Um, but really when I, I love being able to kind of be that fly on the wall, that's kind of how I describe it and looking at the behavior and what's going on around it. And then being able to outline like, okay, well, here are the triggers to that student's behavior and here's what's maintaining it. Now we can't always get rid of all the triggers, nor do we want to, because we need to learn to, you know, tolerate some of those things. But then it's, how are we going to follow up with your response to those triggers? Um, and then with that function, the why the behavior occurs, uh, that's what's going to drive, that's the behavior I want to replace. So with your biting student, <laughs> uh, they bite because the teacher hands them a math assignment. Sorry, math and sorry, math folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is typically is math. I don't <laughs> I did a presentation in class today and, yeah. and a, a, I said, you know, what's your least favorite subject? And like oh, no. 99% had said math. 99%. Whoa. I they, love math in school. Uh, I have to be honest. I love math now. Oh, I not. didn't like it before. But <laughs> so teacher hands, student paper, math worksheet, uh, student bites teacher. And oh. student, teacher, you need to leave. So student gets sent out. And so, he's not doing math? And he's not doing math. So smart. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> that worked for him. Teacher sends him up to go get discipline, go have a consequence. consequence. He's waiting up in the office for 30 minutes, gets seen, talks to admin, gets sent back. Math is over. Does he bite again? No. Okay. That tells me math is a trigger for him. So what I want to teach him, instead of biting teacher, getting sent out, escaping that situation, how about we do it more appropriately? I'm going to give you a break card. Every time you use a break card, guess what? It functions as the same thing, but you don't have to bite. Yeah. So in a perfect world, the student would just automatically pick up the break card, give it to the teacher, and walk out. But it's and not then always that went easy back to math we're not teaching anyone to not do math yeah we, we it's <laughs> it's a process it's it's a slow process yeah. sometimes but we want to make sure that we want to decrease that biting we want to increase break we come and revisit math at a later time whenever that student is more likely to be engaged and really that's developing a plan um you know, a part of it is going to be trial and error and pulling from evidence-based practices, finding the latest research. Um, I do that all the time whenever there's kind of like, ooh, that's kind of a tricky behavior. Let me kind of see what's going on out in the world of research and pull from what's been done out there. Um, and so again, it's, it's kind of a trial and error. Let's do these things, see how he responds. Again, we need that reinforcement. We need to add something to that environment to increase the likeliness he's going to use the break card instead of biting. And that's developing a plan in a and, nutshell. And no, yeah. And then how did you get to all those interventions? ABA. ABA. And not 
try not having kids as robots or doing DTTs mm -hmm. or like yep. the kid might be on general ed, not having any kind of like yep disorder or anything like just general milk ABA right there. Yeah. All right, so now we get into case discussion, more gossip our on gossip. this round. Yes. Um, and our gossip being in-home ABA agencies, <laughs> autism agencies. I was in one for eight years I, in Chile. I was in one <laughs> here in California okay, good. for five years. So, like, just to put it out there, like, whatever we are saying, like... We do have a context yeah, yeah. behind it. Like, we always haven't been in education. We yeah. did come from the in-home programming world. So, I mean, it's been a few years since I've been in it. But what I'm seeing now, what I'm hearing about now, um, well, first off, in-home programming, at least here in the state of California, it is insurance mandated. So, previously, when I was working in in-home programs, uh, students were referred from the regional center. So families had to go to the regional center, say, hey, we need services. They had a list of vendors at the time. It was very small. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then they would get referred to an agency. Now it's all through insurance. So families have to go through their insurance carrier, get a list of their approved providers, kind of the same as trying to find a doctor. Same concept. Um, but because of that, they're held to different standards now. Now they're held to whatever the insurance is wanting in regards to like report writing, goal development, all of that. Luckily, I got out of it just as, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's wonderful that now insurances are required yeah. to provide ABA. Because when the recession hit, regional centers had to cut back. Of course. Their budgets were were cut so we weren't getting as many referrals so that's why I got out of it was because at the time you were not I wasn't working as much yeah. and you know I can't work off of 20 hours a week so <laughs> um so then I switched gears but then that's uh, within like the next year or two insurance mandate kicked in um but then it was still just kind of navigating that whole world and so I never got to be a part of it I'm kind of glad I didn't have to or didn't go into that because I, I hear kind of mixed things. Like, yes, it's great, but that they still don't quite understand like, yeah. a ABA and, and how it works. And it's really kind of looking at it like the medical model, which, yes, they have a medical diagnosis. Education diagnosis is different. A little disclaimer on that one. Um, but it's it's yeah different. it's like i am not super familiar familiarized with how it like works here but i only get what i like what i hear from the parents and the students like i'm the speech here like and it's and i'm seated in these meetings and i ha i know what uh kind of behaviors my students deal with on a daily basis at school and then i hear parents saying like oh yeah and at home it's worse and then they say like no yeah we do have aba at home and I'm like, so what, what are, are they doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I've been learning that, yeah, they're doing ABA therapy mm -hmm. by doing discrete 
<laughs> trial teaching. Yes. Probably. Yes. And the gossip here is like, you have all this base, like, you have all this science, which is, like, there's a lot there to where you can grab to help moms that are, like, sometimes desperate. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to make him not to jump from the stairs. Yeah. And, and I'm not kidding. And because the kid thinks it's fun and mom, it's on, the only thing that mom say, see, sees is broken head. Like, as a parent. As yeah. a parent. Good. And yes. I'm totally with it. Like, mm -hmm. yes, how are we going to stop it? And then you have someone that it's behind the science that can help decrease a behavior mm -hmm. like that one or make it more appropriate if the kid wants to jump. Yeah. Um, or more safe. Yeah. And they are only doing discrete trials to teach him vocabulary or numbers or colors or mm -hmm. which is appreciated. Yeah. But not enough. Right. Is it? And, that? and I think a part of that goes to, um, you know, with, with agencies, they, they have kind of this prescribed, like, these are the target skills that we're working on. This is the program. Yes. We do text, yeah. color, receptive, expressive. Exactly. <laughs> All of those. Check, 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 check. And sometimes they, again, forget to see the bigger picture <gasps> of things. Yes. You know what that is? The soul oh, of the goal. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> tie it in everywhere we go. Yes, have. it is. The soul of the goal. And being able to look at what are those functional skills for that student yeah why do we want them to know the names of stuff just to name them right come on right and you are there and you have the knowledge yeah and there's like the and when i first hear that they like the insurance provided um in home i was like this is awesome the kids have coming from a country that not does not provide like everything is private uh if you want more things i was like this kid have all the services at school, which, again, in Chile, they don't have necessarily. Yeah. And they also have ABA at home. And I was like, oh, my God, these kids are going to be like, shh, shh. And then you hear that mom struggling at home, same as in the countries where we don't have any help. Yeah. Because no one is actually helping them with what it's functional mm -hmm. or quote not saying that everything else is not important but it's yeah. like for a mom it's more, more important to be able to walk to the grocery store that for the kid to know the numbers yeah for a family for the kid too because it's not safe absolutely and i think that that's where i got like what it's where i would get like oh my god you have the resource right <laughs> you know that right or give it away to south america yeah <laughs> <laughs> You guys are in the home. Like, you don't need to be sitting at a table. Let me show you flashcards. You know, which one's the apple? Which one's the dog? You have this absolutely wonderful opportunity to work with that student, that client, that family in the home. And not just the home. Like, you are, you're boundless. You go into the community. Yeah. Like, you can... When I yeah there. when i was in home once we did had a student that my supervisor uh when we wrote down the programming we did have a by discrete trials but we were doing the morning routine on the of the school because he could not do it at school and you know we don't have services at school necessarily so what we would do we would give him a backpack mm -hmm. he had to hang it 
put his, we use like a apron at school. Oh. Put your apron, come sit down. And then we start again. Oh. Put it back, put your backpack. And that worked. And I know that it's kind of like crazy that you're doing a kid, but no one else was helping at school. Yeah. So then he, like teacher, stopped complaining that he was not, he was on task. Because yeah. Because he was doing whatever was needed. Absolutely. And that's when you can give it a twist to the in-home. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you are going to be crossing streets. Yeah. But you can help. Absolutely. Walking instead of running at home. Oh my gosh. Go back, walk. And just to sit on your table to do DTT. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think that's that's kind of the biggest gossip. Gossip <laughs> is you know in, in that in home programming. I think too a part of it is that you know especially once insurance kicked in, like there was a big boom. Yeah, like, and there's... I know that it's not their fault. Like maybe you have a lot of people doing in home that know what ABA really means, and they feel like. <gasps> I could be doing all these things and they are seeing what's going on around the house, but then they're Monday to do yeah. this, this and that. Absolutely. And I I think kind of a part of that is, uh, you know, learning, kind of being in the field for a lot longer to be able to capitalize on those opportunities and yeah. not necessarily, again, I'm, I stepped out as soon as that insurance stuff kicked in, but you know, what are your billable hours going to be, but making it meaningful and impactful for, for again, that student, that child, that client, the family, and what's going to be socially valid for them. You know, what's going to expand their world and, you know, make, make them happy, create happiness for them. That's the thing. And that's the main, the, yeah, the main thing of everything is that for me, what breaks my heart is listening to people on the spectrum that are adults now. Yeah. And they have total, like, nightmares of yeah. ABA. And they're like, they wanted me to be normal. They wanted me to stop, like, whatever. They did not want me to do this or that. And they were trying to normalize me that I should walk like this, similar mm-hmm. like this. And, yeah, there are things that if you have a kid that summers, like, both hands in the air and, like, all the time... It's not that you don't want him to do that because, oh, you look like a freak or whatever, mm-hmm. quoting. It's because you're not paying attention to class or what your friend's trying to play with or mm-hmm. a friend's not going to want to come. So I'm not telling you to stop moving your hands, but maybe move them closer to your own face and keep moving them. Yeah. That's who you are. You need that energy out, fine. Let's do it in a way that is allowing you to keep walking. Yeah. And moving forward. Absolutely. So any in-home people listening, love love the work that you're doing, but think beyond the table. There's a lot of minimal things you can add. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we got to the end of our episode. I thought it would never end. Oh. <laughs> no, we thought that ABA was going to have us report. Right. <laughs> Wait, and it could. Yeah, it could. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, you, at this point, we already said this. All of these things we talk, we could talk forever. Exactly. Um, our thoughts for you guys that are listening, driving, wherever you're listening to, if you're listening to us <laughs> to this far, um, if there's something in your lives that you like a lot about yourselves, reinforce it keep doing it there's a lot of ways to make it keep happening 
there's a lot of things that are good about ourselves that we want them to stay and if there's something in your life that you don't like it there you want to cut it well use your aba knowledge and take it out oh. you can totally decrease that behavior <laughs> yep so that's it for today we'll awesome. be back next time we'll talk next time bye bye